Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. So who is Kurt Hines? Well, I hope you've learned a lot about him from parts one and two. Now about those viral videos, right? Well, we're gonna finally get to that right now. Stay tuned. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As an all-in-one youth sports management app, TeamSnap helps take the stress out of coaching, letting you spend more time with your team and less time organizing. As a coach, I love to track the real-time RSVPs, which lets me prepare for each training session, and I love to post scouting reports and discussion topics. As a parent, I appreciate being able to sync my kids' schedules directly into my calendar and use the Team Chat feature for timely updates on where to meet and park. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com slash winning for more information. One thing you quickly learn about Kurt Hines, he is authentic. He posts passionately about a lot of things, so it came as no surprise that he posted a video from his phone after meeting with one of his players. He pressed tweet and he headed out to practice. But by the time he got back to his truck afterwards, Coach Hines was blown away. That video is now approaching 2 million views. In part three of our conversation with Coach Kurt Hines, we're gonna look at the anatomy of this viral tweet, including the positives and negatives that came from it. Let's get to it. So let's talk about that viral video. And I love, you're a great storyteller, by the way. You kind of have that little teaser at the beginning and then boom, you kind of have a message that's a little bit different, right? This player quit and I couldn't have been happier. Tell me the context of what was going on with that player in the weeks ahead that you could maybe see that something was a little bit amiss. Yeah, appreciate the compliment. Once again, coming from you and your background, it really means a lot, truly. This young man played for me for a year prior to this particular moment. His older brother was a year older. His older brother came to every practice early, was a light of, you know, light of the world, smiling, a great athlete. I always hesitate when I say natural athlete because it, I don't want to imply that he didn't work hard also, but his brother was a stud. This particular young man, if he came to practice a minute late, that was early for him. He just came into practice late all the time, never saw a genuine smile on his face. He was someone that shied away from drills. And we always tell our young men, I have a biased opinion with football. I say it's one of the toughest sports out there. And you know, whether it is or it isn't, it's not an easy sport. And I tell them, don't lie. Don't lie to yourselves and don't lie to me. If you decide that you're not passionate about the sport anymore, don't say you want to focus on grades. Because I don't, no matter how much of a scholar you may be, I don't think any high school student goes home at 3.30 or whenever their day ends and does work until 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night. So just be honest with yourself. Say, I've lost my passion. So he came to me one day, just a few minutes before practice. And I tell them, come with your equipment in your bag, things washed, shake my hand, look me in the eye and say, coach, I'm just not passionate about it. And I told him, I'll promise you, I'll always support you and love you just the same. And he did that. He came here and I said, hey, do you have, do you have a minute? He goes, yes. Yeah. So I said, sit down. We were in the office here and I said, just tell me where your heart is. And he said, well, we've always been a football family. And he started talking about how his mom was a football fan. His dad was a football player and fan. His brother was a stud in football. I said, are you a football family? And you saw this defeat. And I laugh about this now because one of my son-in-laws, I absolutely love him. He's, he's a vegan. And I was like, you know, it's kind of like saying we're a vegan family, but secretly you love steak, you know, and just pains you to, you know, to not eat steak. 
say, I said, are you a football family or are some of your family members passionate about football? He was coach. I'm not a fan of football. And then I, I remember looking, I said, I'm proud of you. And it's the first time Sean, I saw in a year plus of coaching him. I saw him do this. He just relaxed and he smiled. And I just felt such a peace. And talk about the spirit of God. I felt such a spirit come over me. And I saw such a peace in his eyes. And I said, I'm proud of you. And he looked at me and goes, for what? I said, do you realize the courage it takes to be honest with yourself, to be honest with your parents and your brother and your coach to say, this just isn't for me. And it's funny, the video, there were some people that apparently read the context of the video, but didn't watch the video and attacked me and said, oh, great, you're proud someone quit. And someone who watched the video, there was not someone, several people who watched the video and said, well, great, you're quit creating a quitter. And I'll never get into a social media war with anyone, but I did respond to everyone that came at me to send a private message and said, how many of us have quit jobs? They're not quitting, you know, mid job, but you know, move on from one job to another because we have a greater passion or calling for something else. And I think way too many people go through life living a facade because they think their family wants them to be a lawyer, a doctor or something else. Amen to that. You know, and I, 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 I think, you know, God's without getting preachy to anyone, we only have one shot at this thing called life. And if we're not going to authentically live our lives, not the life someone else wants us to live, but live our lives, what are we doing? You know, so I, I remember just praising him, hugging him, saying, hey, I love you. I'll always be here for you. Go find what you're passionate about and let's keep in touch. And I remember going out to practice and I asked him for permission. I said, can I share this with the team? He goes, yeah, I said, can I do a video? And I didn't even know what I was going to say yet. Did a quick little video clicked post or whatever it was, went out to practice and said, and his brother was still there, said to his brother and his teammates, hey, this is what happened and praised him for having the courage to do it and said, don't you dare let him eat alone when you see him in the cafeteria. Don't you dare see him walk through the hallway and treat him any differently because he had enough courage to say, this is, what, you know, this is who I am and got back in my truck after practice and it had it had gone viral. But the thing I love about that is it, it's, it's another one of those things in life that I think if I had approached it differently, and said, fine, put your stuff down. I'm going out of practice and just not even say anything derogatory. If I just said, hey, fine, whatever, you're a quitter. Or not that I would say that, but that may have been something that potentially stuck with him for the rest of his life of, hey, Coach Hines was disappointed in me or I did this or I let him down. You didn't let me down. You made me proud because you're living your life. You said it with his body language and his smile, you know, and, and I had that this season where I had one of my varsity starters came to me and said, coach, I, I got something important to talk to you about. So I made time for him and he said, you know, coach, I, I want to be a part of the school production and the practices are, you know, conflict with practice, you know, for, for soccer and I'm committed to soccer, but, 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 and I said, hey, we'll work it out. You know what I mean? I want you to do things like I don't want you to just care about soccer. I want you to care about other things and you don't have to choose. And I said, we'll work with your teacher, you know, who runs that program and we'll figure out schedule that works so that you can take care of the play. And then obviously your role on our team and his body language. He was so relieved because he was so nervous to have that conversation. I think one of the things that's lost on too many leaders, and I'm, I'm going to use that term leaders as a coach, a business owner, or as a parent, first and foremost, is it's our job to serve, serve, serve those we lead. It's about serving leadership. It's about saying, I'm going to love you enough to love you exactly where you are when I meet you and love you enough to not let you stay there, to achieve your goals, not mine, not my goals and what we have for our program, but your goals. And if they align to what we want to do, great. And if they don't align with what we want to do, then how can I help you get to where you want to get? Now, I don't know the timing of the story, so forgive me if this is several years old or not. How do you coach your son? Had you ever coached any of your kids actually on one of your teams? 
No, no, oh, yeah. um, okay. no, no. And I have had in the past coaches on our staff who had sons in our program. So I saw that dynamic. And that's funny, too, because I think that the society at large thinks, oh, the coach is playing favorites, you know, because of his son or his daughter's on the team. I think what happens is coaches have such a fear of that. Parents have such a fear of that, that they go to the extreme with the best of intentions, but they're harder on their sons and daughters and not in a good way. Sometimes they don't want the persona of, hey, they're being too easy or playing favorites with their own child. So I think sometimes coaches just do a disservice to their own children because they coach them harder and not in a good way than they would someone else. Um, but yeah, so I've never had to coach my own child, but I did coach against my own son. And it was a big thing in the papers and the news stations out there at the time, but there are moments I'll never forget. I know that one of the words I consistently see in interviews with you is just the importance of connection. Give me a little background on just why that's so important in terms of you and your ability to connect with your student athletes and also your students in class, I'm assuming. That emphasis has got to be in both arenas. Absolutely. For me, I think that's what all of life is about. No matter what title we may or may not hold, no matter what our bank account may or may not look like, the house we live in, the cars we drive, it's all about relationships. Prior to connecting with you, even when you and I touch base in social media, cool connection. Now that I see you, Sean, and I have the chance to just converse with you and have a conversation with you and get to know your heart a little bit more, I'm more invested in you as a human being because we have this connection. I think what makes me, and I even, I want to use great. I think sometimes coaches think that's braggadocious or it's cocky. No, we, we should be proud in, in who we are as human beings. I know I'm a great teacher. I know I'm a great coach. I don't think there's a greater coach or teacher out there than me. And I mean that sincerely, but let me go on that a little bit. I don't think I'm better than others. I think so often in life we think, well, you think you're great. You don't think people are better than you. So you think you're the best. No, I'm not saying I'm better than others, but I know my why for teaching is the exact same why for coaching to empower other human beings, to serve other human beings. So if I know if I can, if I have a child in my fourth grade class that has always hated reading and I can set out every day to sit side by side with them and help them gain confidence in their abilities and build a relationship with them, I'm a great teacher. As a football coach, whether they start for us or not, if I can help them see their value as a human being, not because they make us a better football team, but just because I can connect with them as a human being, then I know I'm a great coach. And how do you quantify that? You know, I've had to speak at a young man's funeral years ago who took his life. I coached him and he took his life heartbreaking. I don't have any regret or remorse because I know I built a relationship with him, but I don't ever want my teaching or coaching days to come to an end and have a bunch of trophies or rings or whatever it may be collecting dust somewhere and thinking I used people to get those. I want to look at those on the wall or on a shelf or on a finger and say, hey, I was blessed enough to serve these individuals to succeed together. And I've had countless parents, I know you have as well, of students I've taught and of young men I've coached and young women I've coached that have said, so-and-so hated school to the kids to your class or they hated sport they're about to quit till they came to your program and now they love it and it has so little to do with the curriculum or the x's nose it has to do with one life connecting with another life so coronado high school where i'm the head coach here is a public school now i do pray with my players i might lose my job for me someday and i do that's okay but I teach elementary school at a private Christian school 25 minutes over the bridge. And that's what it is. I, I think it's all about relationships and helping people along this thing called life. Before I close, I want to share something special by presenting sponsor TeamSnap and my video series, Model Student Athlete, are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. 
We want to shine the spotlight on coaches and youth sports who are making a positive impact on young student athletes. And our second honoree is Sage Bernstein, a coach at Parkway Hoops and a current Division I soccer player at St. Francis in Brooklyn. She recently coached her under 12 boys team to win the Parkway League, inspiring her players with her energy and knowledge and also serving as a positive example for girls in the program who look up to her. Congratulations, Coach Sage. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to must-have app in youth sports. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.